on my talk 1071 i'm steph march i'm here with my friend alex lodner good morning and we are uh, you said my name right i did i say it right yes today? yay lodner okay i'll remember that i don't always do it right no you have all day oh good yeah okay there we are i like it i can be taught that's the best part <laughs> 52 and learning um <laughs> yeah you yay me let's see i don't know if you can hear me sipping my coffee should i not be sipping my coffee loudly on the air I haven't heard it. Oh, you good. haven't okay. heard it? You're doing okay. great. No, it's necessary today. Sorry, people. <laughs> um, uh, Lexi did take a call from a woman named Linny, the one who we had thought was on the air, um, but she didn't want to talk, but she wanted to know the best local IPA to drink. That's I'm hard. <laughs> That's real hard. Um, and it just depends on, I mean, I think there's, I actually don't think I can give an answer to that because there's so many different ones. There's right. so many different breweries. They all have different vibes. Um, does it, she mean to purchase and drink at home? Because then it's it, the difference too is sometimes there's breweries that maybe isn't the best beer, but that's your favorite brewery for other reasons. Right. So I don't know. Experience. I'm going to say that like, you know, there's, uh, I like indeed brewing for their beers. I, I happen to like a lot of their yep. different kinds of beers. And I know that they have some and great love that room. It's a beautiful room. Yeah. And so, and I would say that I would, for me, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, uh, Linny, that it's a good idea. If you're on the hunt for an IPA, two things, I'm going to give you two ways to find your favorite IPA. One, actually three, one, give a man, would, give a man a fish. Yeah. If you, I would go to a beer festival, like the beer dabbler and run around go. and taste from everybody, all the samples and just stick to IPAs. Just do yeah. like, I just want to try your IPA. Yeah. Find out what you like. Bring a notebook. Number two, I would find a brewery that you like. And then say, you know what? I'm going to go to Bauhaus and I'm going to try their IPAs or their, diff- you know, the different kinds and figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Liftbridge. Liftbridge. Fair State is a great place to go. They have a ton of different beers, ton of different styles. Um, and so that's a really fun place to go and try beers. And the third thing is, is I would tell you to go to a little liquor, liquor store in Northeast Minneapolis called Ambibulous, which oh, sounds yeah. crazy, but they are a great store because they do all Minnesota made products. Yep, so they have a former gas station, yeah, really cool space. Yeah. And it's Minnesota made beers, Minnesota made wine, Minnesota made spirits, mm-hmm. but they are, they are hardcore. They understand, you know, kind of like who's making what they have great advice there. They, and they do, you can buy a one can of each right. one and then figure it out which one you like. Don't you think that finding your favorite liquor store is always a good idea, whether you're a wine drinker or beer drinker, someone you can trust. Yes. Like, would we not trust Chuck at solo? We, oh, you know, with 100%. anything, if I, if I need wine, you just go to the person that you trust and they get to know you. Yeah. 
Um, and, and here's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to give you one to, that's a solid to go for. If maybe you're buying this for someone else, I, we don't know if you were buying it for yourself, if you're buying it for someone else. If you want to get a gift of a Minnesota IPA, you know what you can get? <laughs> Thoroughly furious. Ooh, are you okay? Did you just, did you just, are you laughing or no? <laughs> Surly Furious is an IPA I'm that okay. you are going to... That's a solid IPA. It's a Minnesota IPA. It's a pretty great one. It's to the test of time. Um, all right. Guess what it's time for? What? Top two in hour two. Woohoo! Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two, will you? All right, you guys, it's the time where we talk about a couple things that we are excited about, we are loving, or whatever. I don't know. You go first. Well, I don't know if I mentioned... It was my birthday this week. It was your birthday. It was my birthday birthday this week. And I was in LA. Can we take a minute to talk about the value of female friendships? Oh, yes. Because that is everything. Yes. And I am very fortunate. I have amazing friends. I went to LA. I was treated like a queen. We, um, there was five of us went out for smoothies at a place called Creation. Creation with a K. And my friend Maria bought a little you know they have their all their healthy banana breads yep. walnut breads things like that she she got a slice of banana bread from creation and it was delicious it tasted like it was healthy like you know okay this is all wheat you know dark yeah. wheat. and we had i had to pretend that there's a candle on it i had to blow it out and make a wish so it was just such a lovely gesture but really amazing food at creation so if you're ever in Anywhere in LA, it's all over. Creation with a K. Creation with a K. And we almost always go there for smoothies, but just being surrounded by cool women who, <clears throat> you know, wanted to raise me up, it was just such a great feeling. There's, It's just so valuable, in my opinion. I agree. I yes. mean, like, the clutch that you have around you, if you can, like, mm-hmm. you know, celebrate with each other anytime, that's the most important part. Absolutely. I so agree. that was really, really, really fun. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to shout out something that is I'm very excited for. I got a little sneak peek of the Eat Street Crossing. Oh. Um, yes. So I'm excited. just telling you guys, it's going to open next week. And I got a little, I walked through again. And this is, of course, the um, this is the food hall. Which is going to be at the at you know at the on each street, and it's yep, and it's the Zenbox Izakaya and the Baby Zito Mm -hmm. mashup, and I'm just telling you, it's gonna be lit, and it's gonna be it's a beautiful space, and they've got six different concepts you know in there. There's going to be some sushi situation. There's a there's the Baby Zito Burger Bar. There's going to be the there's a ramen spot. You know they have. Pizza. They've got ice cream. They've got bubble tea, and they How have a full bar. How big of a space is it? Because I don't remember that building being very big. I know it's a lot of height. Okay, oh, so there's okay. a lot of height to it. Okay, there's an upstairs mezzanine area to hang out, but cool. there is. Um, it is going to be. I'm. T- I think it's going to get pretty busy and packed. But um, For sure. and parking just, is going to be challenging. Be, yeah, but hopefully. The streets will, you know, I mean, with with less snow, it'll be easier too. But sure. there's a lot of twisty. Tw- I would just say, try to, you know, 
there's if you want to Uber there, that's a smart idea because I'm going to tell you, Trish Gavin is at the bar making you the cocktail, so you should probably <laughs> Uber in and Uber out. Yeah, because the problem with that area is behind it, it's all apartments, a lot for the MCAD kids. So yeah. it's real a lot of permit issues with parking. So, so many be permit careful issues yeah. when you park. And a lot there. of times where you're driving one way, and all of a sudden they're like, "No, you can't turn this uh-huh, way. No, you can't uh-huh, turn this no, way." Right, like, right, right, right. But it is exciting, so I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. Very. Okay, what's very your second? Exciting. My second one. So we're going back to LA. <laughs> Why not? So, have you heard of Gold Belly? Oh, yeah. So, not a sponsor, but, oh my gosh, I've always heard about it. I heard you can order, you know, Junior's Cheesecake from New York, and it comes fresh. So, my my friend's daughter, Grace, ordered me for my birthday. She ordered me these s'more cupcakes. Oh. It was as if we picked them up from that morning. They were so good, and they said happy birthday on them, and we did the whole, like, candle lighting and everything. And it was, they were delicious. I left them behind because I was really worried about them getting smushed in my bag on the plane. And every morning since, I have greatly regretted not having yes those cupcakes. They weren't cupcakes. They were like a cookie situation. Anyway, I've never used Gold Belly before. I, I haven't either. I definitely try that. It's They're- such a cool way of... You know, you have a friend who's from somewhere else and they really miss, you know, they're from Florida. They miss their key lime pie. Right. It, I know. At least this one experience, it was as fresh as they say. Well, that's interesting. I'm glad that you have an advocate that you had an experience for. Because, yes. you know, people here sh- in, like, Angel Food Bakery ships using Gold Belly. Okay. I think even um, Benny and Earl's may use Gold Belly to ship out. I do so. think it's expensive. I think it is. I think it is. But, but I mean, like, if you're... once in a while. If, like, a very specific thing that someone across the country right. wants, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Yes, yes. I love that. So, I loved it. I loved it. Can I have one one more? Yeah, do it. So, speaking of birthdays, I also mentioned to the Delta crew at the Delta Lounge, which, by the way, the LAX Delta Lounge is amazing. It oh, has yeah? an outdoor space. So cool. I mentioned to them that it was my birthday because I was going to try and sweet talk my way into an upgrade. Yeah. Did not happen, but we had a nice little chat. And they found me at the lounge with this beautiful tray. It said, happy birthday and chocolate, a handwritten card, what? a glass of champagne, and this like parfait of fruit and custard. I felt like a queen. It was amazing. Wow. I, I know. So so shout out to Delta. Oh, my God. That's a nice one. Very nice. Um. Okay. So my second one, you guys, is going to be um the Taste of the Twin Cities event that is happening Um. It's happening this on Thursday, March 2nd. And if you guys want to come, there's still tickets available. So I'm going to put a a link up. The Taste of the Twin Cities celebrates women leadership. And I'm going to be there introducing the culinary women who are being honored and represented, which includes, you know, like Patty Soskin and um, Muriel Karen Tomlinson is going to be there. Um, Diane Mua. We have Jamie Malone. We have so many cool people who are going to be involved in this. And um, not only that, but then it's like honoring so many other women in, in broadcasting and in leadership and in charity. Um, what and, day you of know, the week is that? It's Thursday, March 2nd. March 2nd. It's at 6 p.m., you guys. It's going to be at the Renaissance Hotel, uh, Minneapolis Hotel at the Depot. And it's really basically, um, it's kind of raising awareness and, and celebrating the women in leadership in the Twin Cities. And I think it's going to be so awesome. There's, you know, there's a lot of going to be news broadcasters there as well. It, it's just going to be a good time because there's going to be great, delicious bites. But it's also just kind of a cool community of women and really seeing the depth and breadth of uh, the people there. And it benefits M Health Fairview, which is, you know, one yeah. of the great places to 
That they do a lot of things at the depot. They have a good relationship you, with them. They so really do. And it you is know a, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, and it's a hunger-related event. Um, and so it's just, it really did sell out last year, and there's some tickets still left. And so I'm hoping that we can sell it out again this year. I'll be on stage sort of just introducing some of the new honorees. So should be fun, and I want you guys to come. So I'm going to put a link up for that. And Wait, wait, let me get my ticket before you put up the link. Okay, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll do that. I will wait. And the magazine is a, is a sponsor as well, but... Um, oh, here we go. So Patty Soskin, of course, from Yum. I'm going to name off the people who are doing some sampling and the featured chefs. We have Katie Elsing, who was of the Lynn Hall and now is of Belcor. Anna Christofortes from Gardens of Salonica. So great. Diane Mua. Um, we have Soleil Ramirez from Arepa Bar. We have Mary Strabicki from the Renaissance Hotel and Sarah Hayden of Sarah's Tipsy Pies. So those ladies, plus people like Diana Pierce and Don Mitchell and Amelia Santanello and all sorts of things. These are all people who are going to be there and it's going to be exciting. So come on down. We are going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we are going to talk about the etiquette of tipping and we're going to see if Alex is right or wrong. We'll be right back. In the first few weeks of any new year, an estimated 23% of people fall off the resolution wagon. It could be the beckoning lights of a drive-thru. Or winter fatigue. But it's not too late to get back on. Buy one month at YMCA now and get another for free. We're a community of real people who can help you hang on. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Alex and I are happy that you are joining us today. Um, we're having kind of a, we're having like sort of a hot take day, really, honestly. Ooh, I, I know. Love it. I love it. Hot takes of, uh, it. all the things. But I did want to talk about, as we talked about kids in restaurants earlier. Yes. Um, and you all obviously agreed with us completely in 100% because nobody called in. Um, although <laughs> I haven't like, looked we at have emails. nothing to add. You, I don't you know. summed it up so perfectly. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked at emails yet, you guys. Uh-oh, so don't, if don't anyone look, has emailed look. me to tell me I'm wrong, that's okay too. Um, but I did want to talk about tipping because the Ooh. New York Magazine yes. set out an article. They had done this thing about, you know, is everybody tipping 25% on bottled water? And they, so they set up the new etiquette. They're talking about the new etiquette because everybody has to, you know, things are different now. And so, for instance, the question was, how much should I tip at a restaurant now, right? And it says that restaurants at previous range, socially acceptable and ethically expected tips was 15 to 20 percent. They're saying now it's 20 to 25 percent. And and this is goes for whether you're at an Olive Garden or, you know, super high end, whether you liked the service or not. Tips are often pooled. Don't punish the entire staff. They're pooled in New York. They're not pooled. Well, they sometimes are pooled here. Higher disposable income, the more you should tip, but anything under 20% is rude. Blame this on inflation, COVID, and heightened awareness. The fact that more than half your server's salary probably comes from tips. What do you think of that? I always tip 20% because it's easier math. Thank you! (laughs) So done. Do not add another 5% in there. I can't do that kind of math. I'll just do 30 if that's the expectation, but I'm not going to do math. It's harder for me. Well, 25 I can do because it's a fourth. But doesn't that sound like a lot? Like a quarter of your bill. Yeah. So it's it's your meal plus another quarter of your of your meal. That yeah. sounds like a lot. I get all the argument. <laughs> hey, believe me. I And I don't even want to get on the fact of if there's a service charge and if you're tipping on top of a service charge, right. if you should include the service charge in your math totals. This again is way too much math for me on, on a, exactly. after a whiskey Alexander. Exactly. And we went uh at a restaurant this week 
we didn't realize that there was a little math. They did the math for you in the bottom of the check. Have you ever seen oh, that? I love the, the math. math. I love that. I love and the they math. did it correctly, which is you're supposed to tip pre-tax. Yeah. So we, I did the math myself before I realized it. I tipped on the whole thing. Because, again, I'm not looking up the thing. It's uh-uh. just the last number I see, it's done. <laughs> That's just way too much work. And so then we couldn't figure out why our math was wrong. Well, it's because the restaurant was doing it the technically the correct way, which is to tip pre-tax. I don't do that. Do you tip pre-tax? I usually don't because I don't. Usually at the end of the night, I look at the bottom of the bill. There's a the number bottom. there. And yeah. I, yeah, it's I double easy. the front number and then I figure it out. Same, same. Okay. Same, same. How much do you tip for coffee? Do you tip for coffee? Yes, if you're just course. getting a coffee. Yes. What's, what do you tip? Same. Same? Yeah. Okay. My minimum tip is a buck. Well, I don't do that. I just do 20%. You do? Yeah. So, like, if it's $3, I'm going to tip a buck, which sounds ridiculous because that's 30%. Right. But I just feel like if I'm going to tip anything, it's going to be, I never tip lower than $1. So, I'm trying to think, but I would say the vast majority of places I go have that, you know, where they turn the screen around and it says 15, 20, whatever, and I just click on a button. You just click on a 20. I just click on the 20. Okay. I don't do any, you know, writing in my own. And I rarely... Um, rarely carry cash. I know. So I wouldn't necessarily so you have would never a do buck. that. Right. Okay. Let's talk about food delivery. How much do you tip for food delivery? 20%. Okay. 20%. Well, oh, the other day though, it was in the middle of the blizzard and I did do, I, I, I want to say 30. Yeah. Did you have a minimum dollar? See, I have a minimum dollar with that too. Like I'm no. not tipping any less than $5. I what are five, you ordering that would be less than five dollars? I don't know. Tip? Like maybe like if you get like a pizza delivered, like or maybe like a twelve dollar pizza. I don't know. Oh. I guess I always think it's either five. Like if someone d- brings a a pizza, like a right. yeah, like a fifteen dollar pizza. Right. I wouldn't tip three dollars. I would tip five bucks. Okay. Well, that's, that's no. I don't. Again, that's math. Okay. And I do <laughs> the only the only thought I do give it is situationally. So if it's in the middle of a blizzard, we were talking about kids. If I'm at a restaurant where I see um we went to uh Revival right by your house yeah. in Salus Park the other day with my parents. Uh-huh. This server was working so hard. He had half the restaurant. Yeah. And he told us and at first my parents are like, "Oh my gosh, this is terrible service. Should we leave? Like no one's coming." Please stick it out, people. <laughs> yeah. Incredible food. He was so nice. He was trying so hard. And then he told us he had a double shift that day. So I, I probably, just, I think I gave him 50%. Yeah, I know. Because that's well deserved. If someone is like feeling it and they're like, they're and right. you're feeling it with them, they're just Absolutely. connecting with you. That's all. That's great. Well, and they're just working hard. Which is why I don't like about what you just read is that regardless of service, no, it's a, literally a service. So I know, that's the, the thing. a tip is a way of saying thank you for your service. It has to be really, really bad for me to consider, to consider it not. I don't know that that's happened. I've never not but, tipped. But never in my, my mind, that would be the case is they have to basically yell at me and throw food at me. <laughs> throw food in your face. And Got that, it. And that Check. not being the thing that right. the restaurant does. Right. Because there's restaurants that do that on purpose. Do you tip at a deli counter? Like yes. a cheese shop? Oh, a cheese a shop. A cheese shop or a deli counter? So Slicing retail. Meat? No. No. That's um, retail. Just because what they're selling happens to be food, they're not... Okay, here's a question. Though. I don't I don't tip at Patina. But if some... So, so there's places that are now prompting you, like... If you're playing with a card, if you get like a pound of meat or whatever, if you yeah. go and you like, and they're prompting you for a tip, would you tip? No. At like a pickup place where you said, hey, can I get a, like a pound of ham? And then the, you ran your card and it had a tip. 
No, I don't understand nope. why that's different than retail. Okay. All right. If they're I, saying- like at Clancy's, right, you go there and you get a sandwich. And since you're there, you're going to get a pound of bacon. Then yes, because they made, they made me you sandwich. a sandwich. <clears throat> this one is saying that uh, if you are prompted, you should tip something, even if it's 10%. I don't. Okay. Okay. Do you tip your Uber drivers? Of course. Even though you're not like originally Uber was like, you don't have to tip. Remember? No, I don't remember that. Oh yeah. Originally Uber was like, the whole thing was like, you don't have to tip. It's so just, again, just, my last paying. Uber ride was in the middle of the blizzard on Wednesday at 5 a.m. Yeah. I, and he carried my suitcase in for me. Oh, that's I so know. nice. That I deserves know. a tip. Here's yeah. the biggest one. Do you tip? How much do you tip for your hairstylist? Like a nail tech or something like that? 20%. Right. 20%. Still, yes. I mean, what are they saying I should be tipping? No, they're saying they're saying for almost all services, tip 20% minimum. It's a useful distinction to be made between people who work for a service and people who work for themselves. So, like, if this is a woman who owns a nail salon or someone who owns a nail salon, okay, like you, and it's like her salon and she's doing your stuff, then that is the money should be it, like the cost of service is part of the price. But if it's a, someone who works at a place that oh, they're for Pete's overhead, sake. So you're not supposed to ask them what their well, employment I mean, history is? This is a useful distinction between people who work for a service and people who work for themselves. Generally, the rule tip is tip people who are working for a service. And for people who provide you regular weekly service, like folks who clean your house or general practices to tip annually. For instance, it's customary to give paid vacation and additional pay at the end or beginning of the year to people who clean their house year round. I don't have this any, is, I, don't I don't know have what that. to say about But here's, this is interesting. We could talk about this for hours because you don't tip your doctor. They're providing a service. I know, well, so they're, but they're the also being paid handsomely. Like, why do we know to but so tip our nail tech and not our orthodontist? Well, we know how much the orthodontist because <laughs> we're paying for it. We know how much we're paying. The difference. Teacher, teachers. Okay, interesting. I don't know, but yeah, you give them you give them caribou gift cards. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on my talk 1071. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Alex. Hey, Alex Lodner Lodner. Now I'm gonna like just mess it up for first fun. One. First one, and we have Lexi on the on the board as always. Um, so we're so happy to have the Lexi, three. Are you an Alexandra? Did we already discuss this? Uh, no, I'm an Alexis. Oh, Me too. Ale- oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. High five. Nice. Okay, yeah. Alexis. Why don't you go by Alexis? Do you not? Did you never want to be an Alexis, Lexi, or? I've just always been Alexi. Alexis is what my mom says when I'm in like when oh, I'm trouble. In trouble. Yeah. So, so that's a hard that's a hard moment. So I grew up in the I grew up with the in the eighties with Dynasty. Oh. And Alexis was the evil character. <sighs> right. Dynasty, right? Am I yeah. thinking of the right show? Yes. And so yeah, no. Uh-huh. I really I'm like not it. an Alexis. I feel at all. like Alexis is always a mean girl name. Like totally. a little bit more. So I feel like Lexi is more approachable. I mean, Lexi fits you a hundred percent. Let's be very clear. And Lexi's Alex fits awesome. you too. Like those derivations actually work. I but. think for me, like a gender neutral name is good. Yeah. Right. I, I, don't, I don't know. know you look at it. <laughs> I don't, you want me to weigh in on that? That feels really <laughs> weird. Wearing on my mustache didn't. <laughs> You in. Well, you're not exactly like a girly girl. No. Like you're not like a fluffy girl, but you're also not like what's a fluffy girl? I mean, like super glammy. I guess is no. what I feel like. Like you have to wear high heels, and you're like you never leave the house undone. Like that's we know <laughs> Clearly, that's not true. There should really be a camera in here in this room. No, there'll never be a camera here. Thank you. <laughs> At least I always there are cameras here, you guys, and I take I them know. down every time. I know we walk that's in. why I love being on the radio, head on top of the head. I walked out of my house in Crocs today. Let's just 
be honest about it all. How it goes. We're laying it all out today. Mm-hmm. Um, We're okay, coughing we, at we, you. <laughs> you are coughing, and I'm snuffy. <laughs> um, Lexi, we had that caller. She said, what did she say? She wanted to know about tipping in... in- yeah, she was talking about more like grocery stores, or even, she, I think she mentioned a liquor store, that okay. lately it's kind of what you mentioned of it'll pop up on the screen, kind of 15, 10, 20%. Locally? Right, yeah. I haven't seen it in grocery stores, but I do understand that feeling of you know and we're talking about how and you know i've had this rant for a while but like you know it used to be that it was about service and it's no longer about service that has changed like the societal understanding of what tipping is isn't really about service it's gone into a space where we're talking about wage equity and like and and paying wages Mm -hmm. through this and i don't and i'm not i'm not saying like one is good or bad or the other i'm just saying that this is the evolution of how it's turned and it's strange to me that if we are making it a part of the wage agreement, if we are saying we understand that this is part of someone's wage and that we have to do this, then it becomes almost to me a wrong thing as well, because not not tipping is not wrong, but that we're leaving it up to a percentage of people to understand right. if this is a wage for a job that's being done. I think it should just be a wage statement. I think that they should. I would rather pay higher um for my soup because knowing that they're getting, and that is a personal thing. And I'm not saying that this, everyone has to, we're wading through this still. And I just think that if we take the service off of it and we pretend that it's not about service, then you can't say like, well, she was annoying, you know, and she didn't pay attention to me so I can dock her wages. I don't like that. The American public has that power. I don't like that. I would rather have them solidly feeling good about their wages, what they're getting paid, Mm -hmm. regardless if they're in the room. I think if there was a moment for service tipping, that would be great. I think it would be great if it was a separate moment. If you got your bill and that was that, and then at the bottom there was a QR code that said if you thought everything was great, feel free to snap this and throw us some cash. I just think, I mean, it, there's such a fine line there because we were talking about, okay, so the, the girl that rings you up at the Gap and yeah. she spins that, that screen around and it says 15, 20, 25 or whatever. Well, why am I subsidizing the Gap? Well, uh, that's a question too. Right. I mean, that is a definite question of does, have we have larger corporations sort of decided that they're going to twist that little guilt thing that exactly. we it's the it's the plastic straw thing right? right i mean like we have now decided we can't have plastic straws to save the environment and what we do is not what 10% of what whatever we sacrifice for ourselves is not what is going to affect the most change because the big companies who are blowing the environment up, those are the ones who should be doing it. But we're sitting here wrenching our souls over plastic straws. Right. And this is the point is like, if the gap has decided and we don't know if the gap is doing this, we're just using it as an example. Yeah. You know, if the widget, you know, the the national widget company has decided that they are going to subsidize their bottom line through worker pay through and worker pay through us, supplementing it instead of them taking a chunk out of their profits to pay people correctly. Exactly. Then we're almost in a weird way enabling that. Well, and it's such an automatic thing. If somebody spins that, that screen around, you're just going to push the button. Just like, you know, asks you a bunch of questions and then you sign your name on the screen. This is just another step. You might not even been thinking about it. You're running errands all day long. Those screens keep, keep spinning. You just push the button automatically because you're not really giving it the kind of thought we're giving it right now. And at the end of the day, you've just spent so much more when you just went to pick up, you know, a t-shirt and some shoes for your kid. Right. 
So I know. and it, and again, it's the big corporation. I think obviously we know that restaurant their margins are so tight that yeah, I'm more than happy to yeah I, to and, help that right. And I but there's restaurants that are huge chains. There was I was telling you this this was a, this was a surprising thing to me, and maybe this is a question for Alley Shops and Harmony Kaplan. Yeah. Is uh is are there when you go on websites, I ordered something from a Canadian, you know, clothing, like a, I ordered this cute little jacket mm-hmm. and um, they asked me as I was checking out if I wanted to leave a 20% tip. That's crazy. And I was like, for not even a human, like right. not even any human interaction. But the question was, do you want to leave a 20% tip for our workers? And I thought, this is so strange. Right. But like that's become part of the, you know, process. So this is new to me. I've never, yeah, I've I not had the experience of flat out retail, right? We were talking about yeah. deli. Yeah. Flat out retail. No actual, I mean, you could argue everything is a service, but okay. This is where you get to. It's like, but right. it, again, but is it a service? Like the guy who's putting, taking the jacket off the shelf and putting it in your UPS package. Is that who they mean? I don't know. Right. Right. And the, the weirder part too is like, I don't even know who they are. Right. right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy to pay this forty dollars for this cute jacket, right? And that feels like the right price. But and putting money on top of that for what? They're right. not transparent. Although, and then I have to argue against myself because I'm also a little tired of the whole that I have to figure it all out. Like that, I'm doing the work of trying to figure out what. Okay, so like, if there's a service fee, do I tip on top of the service fee? Right. And if that service fee is saying that everyone gets a higher wage, or is it a service fee for health insurance? Is it a service fee to make sure that the kitchen is getting right. paid equally? Is it a service fee being split? Is it a service fee for, right. you know, supplies or things How like about this? Just charge me more for the burger and leave but, me alone. But then again, I know this too. This is the yes. problem though, because the minute that we start talking about a thirty dollar burger, right, we start right. running for the hills, right. So but I don't know the answer. That's probably what you paid for your burger by the time all these service people. Right. Why is it that? Maybe that's and maybe that's it where we have to get to a point where we have to learn the value of we have to level set with that and just say right. that's the value. Like right. that's a $30 burger is what it costs. Normal normalize higher pr- food prices and get rid of tips. Well the weird part is too then you see things like you know, then I think about the fish and uh, the fish sandwich from my burger, you know, for their fish fry Fridays. Yeah, it's it's a, a fish sandwich and fries and it's seven ninety five. And I literally had a moment of like, that feels wrong <laughs> at a fast food place. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, it, like it's so cheap. Like it's right. so cheap. Right. It's so affordable. It's so inexpensive. Right. That it just felt bizarre that there could you could get a Is sandwich for fast food. I guess I didn't. I mean, I was misunderstanding what you're saying. Yeah, no, I'm surprised at how expense, inexpensive, inexpensive that seems to me. Not cheap, but okay. inexpensive. Okay, like how that, much like is eight bucks for a sandwich and fries? Like how much would that be at McDonald's? Well, I don't see. And the thing is, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'm not ever gonna go to McDonald's. I'm sorry, but I to just find not. out. Yeah, I think Hanson and I had this discussion too about because it was a burger moment mm-hmm. that like I get it that they're more expensive, but like six dollars for that is. Like a like she was saying that it felt like a lot for six dollars for a double cheese or for a, a Big Mac, and when they is used, that how much a Big Mac? I don't know. I okay. don't know. Remember we looked this up. I'm sorry Call for dredging people. this up, listeners, yes. because we went through this. But I just think it's like figuring out how much things cost, especially now in the age like we've all gone through this inflation, and inflation is down. Like I was talking about eggs. Yeah, prices are coming down slowly. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to stuff the genie back in the bottle. I mean, gas kind of went up again. You know, right. 
And so I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think it just all of those things, like you were saying, changing, changing the way we view service and changing the way we view how we treat, you know, staffing after COVID. COVID forced us to fast track the normalization of things. Yes, true. And we don't want to go through that again just for that reason. But it's always going to be painful to introduce a new concept. But sometimes that's what you have to do. I am going to tell you that I think that the greatest impact of the pandemic, the greatest impact is going to be Americans' relationship to work. Mm. That is what has changed. That is that we are still shifting through, sifting through the, I mean, like the, the reverberations of that right. is the thing that has changed like societally. Right. And in the biggest, most important ways. And we're still trying to figure it out and we're still trying to analyze it and everything else. But there has been a seismic shift in the way that Americans look at work. Wasn't there just a study? I, I heard it on CNN. There was a study about a bunch of companies went to a four day week. Yeah. Weekday and everyone saying, I'm not going back to five. Ninety percent of workers and companies mm-hmm. loved the four day work week. Well, who I wouldn't? Know. Who wouldn't? We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about local love and all that stuff. But if you want to give us a call and let us know how you're feeling. I think someone was just calling, so I'd let it go. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is a weekly dish on My Talk 107.1. This is such a good summer song. I liked it the first 10,000 times I heard it. <laughs> Maybe I'm still just hoping for summer. It's like the perfect bumper song, really. It is. It really is. Um. Okay. So welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Hello. Alex and I have had such a kind of a weird show. <laughs> we feel it's been weird for us, but that's, you know, just what it is. Um, we're just going to pretend no one's actually listening and we're just here having fun. This is what we would be doing at home. We'd be coughing at each other and sneezing at each other yeah. and drinking wine. Mine is just allergies, too. Let me be very clear. I don't know what mine is. Right. We're okay. We're all good. Um, but let's talk a little bit about um, something. Oh, wait. I want to. I do want to mention what... Um, Jilly just sent me. She said, our FedEx and UPS drivers, I always meet them at the door and take the package from them. And I have a little table next to the door and I give them either a full-size candy bar, a snack-sized bag of chips or crackers, and a little bottle of water. This week they got extra. I think that is so great. My office faces the street and we are on the dead end. So I see them coming. And as long as I am not on a call, I always greet them. They really appreciate it and always tell me how much they look forward to delivering a package. Sometimes it's just the little things. Well done, Jilly. Well done. That's 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 the essence of this, right? right? And it's actually it ties back all into the entire discussion that we were having today about, you know, parents and kids and everything else as well. It's like be good humans and be good to each other. Right. That's the right. end of the story. Right. Right. Like if you have a screaming kid, be good to the other people. And if you are diners and there's a struggling mom, be good to her. Like just let's all take a breather and be good to each other. You know, a wise man once said, treat people with kindness. Oh, who's that? Mm, Harry Styles. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's amazing. is that a good ending to the show? It's a okay, I'm fired. Right, I hear you're you. so fired. <laughs> um, okay, so there are some things going on. I mean, t- this week was such a weird week because things got canceled, things got shuffled. Yeah. The biggest thing to know, of course, is that Restaurant Week has been extended. I saw that. And that is such a gift. I'm so glad that the restaurants, we ended up calling them and saying, you know, we sent out a survey earlier this week saying, look, we know this is like beyond anybody's capacity to plan for. But this could, we could be kind of ewy. And it's, we've been hyping it up and we were hoping mm-hmm. that, you know, you guys would maybe want to consider extending it. And every, like the majority, I think there were five who thought they couldn't do it because of staffing and whatever. Okay. But 
the majority have decided to to join in. So we have an extension of Restaurant Week through this March 1st. So yeah. I think it goes through Wednesday. Right? That's March 1st. Right? Sure. Right, guys? Good, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think that what, you know, the good news is that the, there's lunch and dinner yes. deals. You know, you have, um, we have a lot of different uh, things to be happy about with $25 lunch at Baltimore or at Six Smith and, you know, all sorts of, gosh, if you didn't think that you could get out to O'Shaughnessy Distillery and get an old fashioned along with, you know, a $35 dinner, you have those opportunities. So, and this is a great way to promote the restaurant. That's what this is about. It's yeah. about raising up all these restaurants, yeah. which is such a great time of the year to do that. Post Valentine's day, March, February, March is really the dead time. It is. Nobody wants to leave the house. So it's well, a great even time like to do that it. was what this whole snow week was really about. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, the news teams, now granted, I understand that, and I heard from the weatherman that the fact that people did stay home on Thursday night yeah. made the roads so much easier to clear. Even though it got sunny, lots of people didn't go out on Thursday, and having people stay home helped the roads get cleared faster. And that's well, wonderful. Well, I can tell you that for the first time this year, St. Paul plowed my street. Thank you, St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Have a good one for that. Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. Mayor. Mayor. <laughs> in charge i don't know they just have not plowed our streets yeah. all winter okay i know so thank you it's for a that. tough one but Appreciate it did get done finally yeah. all right um i wanted to shout out besides again the winter beer dabbler which is happening today from 3 to six thirty. it's at the state fairgrounds those cats are you know i think there are still some tickets left which is you know kind of new i think usually that sells out months in advance but i think people are still kind of figuring out things so they didn't know what was going to happen with yeah. the weather maybe yeah so i think it's pretty great to have that I want to shout out something happening tomorrow at Stillheart Distilling in North Ooh, Loop. Please do. It's called Happy Little Sundays. And I want a happy little Sunday. I know you do. And basically, this is a Bob Ross moment. This is a <laughs> painting and sipping thing. Oh my gosh. They're doing it on Sundays. It starts at noon, it goes from noon to four. And they basically are letting you grab a canvas for five dollars. There, you it's a paint and play. And you get to paint things. There's free bagels, there's smooth jazz. And it's basically like you just go and you paint. You learn to paint. So you get in Manhattan and you just... Yeah, and you sip and you paint and there's bagels. Mine would look like one of those gorillas that gets famous at the zoo yeah. for painting. That's oh, what mine would look like. Here's what... <laughs> but, you know, that's all right. I'm, well, in for, I'm into that. Here's what it is. It's every Sunday noon to four and the quote-unquote best painting <laughs> wins a $25 bar tab. So I feel I like... I feel like best is so subjective and it could be just the best of the moment of that day absolutely okay should you bring your children oh geez uh, the <laughs> distillery i'm gonna say no okay because <laughs> every time i go to distillery or brewery there's kids there i know and i, I don't love mind it. that i don't mind it yeah. but i would say for a sunday fun day hangovery brunchy bloody mary yeah but your three-year-old would probably win that competition yeah probably you're right yeah definitely okay um I want to also let you know, here's the thing that this was, I thought was an important thing to talk about was, have you ever thought about doing, I know the answer from you is going to be no, but have you ever thought about doing a cottage food industry? Like a cottage, have you ever thought like Alex's pickles, you're going to go and sell them? That's a no. That's a no for you. <laughs> Dog. Um, I think that there's a lot of people though out there who think, for sure, I make great salsa. I make great pickles. I'm totally going to bottle it. People yep. love it when I make them my ranch dressing, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Right. And so the cottage food laws have really allowed people to do this thing and right. grow a business. And I know a lot of people think about it, but they don't know how to get into it. Well, I'm here to tell you, 
that on April 10th through the 13th, there's a home-based food entrepreneur virtual national conference. That's a lot of words. I know. That's a lot of things. Basically, it's an online conference of uh, home cottage food makers, and it's being sponsored by Renew the Countryside, I think. Um, And basically, you guys, there's keynote speakers. Um, from anyone who's thinking about doing, you know, jams or jellies or artisanal chocolates or cocoa bombs or anything like this, those cottage food products, this conference is designed to offer practical, actionable ideas and information from the source of some of the leaders in the cottage food industry. Hmm. And basically it's like, it's, it's people will be talking about how they run these, these businesses from their home, um, how to, uh, work in the growing food freedom movement, um, and they're saying that they're building off of this successful conference they had in 2021 by establishing it as a national gathering. And that's why they wanted to do it online so that they could have right, a national gathering. Great. And it really is interesting because there are three practical workshops, live Q&A sessions. Um, and it's like keynote speakers. And there's, over, you know, there's just tons of ways to connect doing this thing. And if you sign up before March 30 or March 1st, you are registered to uh, enter to get this multiple free copies of this new book, Homemade for Sale, How to Set Up and Market Your Food Products from wow, Your Home Kitchen. That sounds like a handsome thing. I know. I know. Well, she, I don't think she wants to, like, do it. You know, no. I don't think she wants to make anything and sell it. Right. I think she wants to just sell you the recipe so you can. also also a great idea yeah but this is really you know there are a lot of people who are like the there's a new bagel maker in town you know i can't there's someone who's making that someone was telling me about mogi bagels or something like that okay and how that is a cottage food mood morgan broth and buns you know she's been doing um things that she's been selling uh soup and and bread out of her home okay so there's a lot of people who are i think who could benefit from this so i'll put the link up on the facebook page you guys if you want to register but i just think it's interesting a lot of people doing cookies and things like that how do you feel about the health and safety issue Uh, i don't mind if there's a lot of to be considered certified as a cottage food industry person you do have to submit to the state and get sort of a a license and they walk you through that yeah um i think that it's the same i think you as a consumer need to figure out who you trust and sort of go through that process and that's why i would be worried i'd I'd be worried that i'd kill somebody if i yeah but that's there's certain things you have to achieve and there's certain things that are not allowed to be sold through cottage food industry too breast milk breast milk is one of them (laughs) you know we're just continuing the theme of today's show (laughs) which is odd all right Thanks, Alex, for being here. Thanks, Lexi, for putting up with us. I understand you'll never hear from me again. (laughs) Thanks, you guys, for listening. This is Weekly Dish. Ciao, ciao.